55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hey, football is on the docket. <laughs> it is on the topic sheet, hanging right up there, right up under the camera. I promise it is football and legit football to discuss, at least in terms of the rumor mill and published reports and sources have confirmed <laughs> and all that stuff. So football is on the docket for you here today. On Hump Day, what up? Happy Hump Day, everybody! In the middle of the week, uh, I legit before the show had to pull out my handy dandy iPhone from uh, C Spire, click on the calendar to double check and go. Wait a minute, it is Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> I had to do that. So, welcome in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Hello, Linda, who says hi on the Periscope live stream. If you want to watch it, head on over there. Hail State to Lynn, who says Hail State on the Facebook live stream. Denise says happy hump day. Back at you. And no, I don't plan to spend any time with you today on this Wednesday about how the uh, Los Angeles Rams have ruined their uniforms. They've ruined them. Y'all see that on Twitter? Check my Twitter feed. I'm Radio Wyatt. There's a couple of tweets and retweets in there about it. Uh, You can see um, Adam Schefter of ESPN put it out there, and it's a graphic from the Rams, and it shows their uniforms like, Two versions of the home uniform and like one away or vice versa. But anyway, there's three versions of the uniform. They look terrible, horrible, awful. And and even one retweet from a, an account that I follow, it's called Back After This. It's something. It's an account up in New York that picks on Mike Francesa, the radio host up there, all the time and has for years. That's what the account's all about. But they do other sports, too. But uh, And they had it. They had a picture there of Eric Dickerson back in the day running the football for the classic Rams of the 80s, wearing his number 42 in the blue and gold. And, he's, and, and the tweet simply says, the Rams had this beautiful color scheme to work with, and somehow, impossibly, they managed to destroy it, their uniforms. Uh, good work. Yeah, I, you know, opinions on uniforms. Here we go. That's what we do in the middle of a pandemic. No, it's not. We got other stuff to get into that I think is uh, more meaningful. We're going to do that now. First up, though, hi to you. Again, if you're watching on Periscope or Facebook in the live stream, feel free to comment. I can see all of your comments in one place. Y'all call me. I'd love to hear your voice today on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, Divinity on uh, Highway 51 in Madison. 
Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Y'all hit them up. You're a Kubota dealer. <clears throat> Here's a number to call, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Give me a call. I'd love to hear your voice today on this Wednesday. And uh, get those texts coming in on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. They are number one. They, it is the best sausage I have ever eaten. I cannot get enough of it. I eat it every day. I've not had one person who, since I got to know the folks at Country Pleasing, and I have been telling people, you need to try it, I've not had one time where I got feedback. from, And people message me all the time. Like, I get messages from people who listen to the show and stuff, like on my Facebook page and on Twitter, every day. I've not had one that said, hey, I tried this and I wasn't too fond of it. Or I didn't really like it. I'm just telling you. Get stuck on Country Pleasing Sausage. You're going to be glad you did it. All right, Country Pleasing text line 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. Let's see, Reed. What did Reed say? He said, Hail State, happy hump day from Bentonia. Where is Bentonia? Is that something I should know? Mad Mail person says, C Spire must give you a good discount for mentioning their name because I'm all over Madison all day and my service sucks. And no, it doesn't, mail person. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Then then you need to you got something wrong with your phone if your C Spire service is not strong in Madison. Because I spend a lot of time there. Others have too. I've never had an issue. Uh, so get yourself a new phone. <laughs> Walking Bully says, MSU just tweeted students uh, back on campus in the fall. Will you send me that tweet? I follow a lot of the accounts and stuff and um, of the Mississippi State accounts, but let's see. Is this it? Okay, 38 minutes ago, Walking Bully, you tweeted. I'm sorry, you're right. Mississippi State tweeted at MS State. It says, Mississippi State University is committed to welcoming students back to campus this fall to resume in-person classroom and laboratory instruction. Click the link for details. Click. I just clicked it. So, um, Walking Bully, thank you for the heads up. Otherwise, I would have missed it. I mean, it's right there on my Twitter feed. I just kind of skipped over it as we were getting ready to start the show here. Uh, what does it say? It's at msstate.edu. It is an official link. It has the contact here as... Mr. Sid Salter, who uh, we know very well. Headline, MSU plans for in-person classroom instruction in the fall of 2020. Um, Mississippi State University President Mark E. Keenum said the university is fully committed to welcoming students back to campus this fall and that plans to resume in-person classroom and laboratory instruction in the fall 2020 semester are, quote, on schedule, and taking solid form, end quote, as the university continues development of specific new operating guidelines. Uh, Keenum on April the 28th announced that MSU's 
institutional intention was for MSU to resume more traditional operations in the fall. So the way this is worded and written is very clear, uh, Walking Bully, that this is an update. It is, yeah, maybe even update's not the right word. It's just a furtherance of what they said on April the 28th. So on the 28th, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, they said their institutional intention was to resume operations in the fall. And now today on May the 13th, the tweet and the story in the release says that Dr. Keenum says the university is fully committed to welcoming students back to campus this fall and that plans to resume in-person classroom and laboratory instruction in the fall 2020 semester are on schedule and taking solid form. I would say that's positive news, wouldn't you? Thank you, Walking Bully, for the heads up. Very much. That's how it works, see? I'm just a talking head. You send me the real information on the country, please, and text line. Nick texted in right away and said, um, on the Rams uniforms, he said it's almost as bad as MSU getting away from the um, interlocking MSU for the garbage they have now. And he sent me a picture of like a, a mock-up of what the helmet would look like if it had the interlocking. That's the baseball logo. See, my favorite Mississippi State insignia logo, whatever, hands down, I think everybody's, is the M over S baseball logo. That's the one that you sent me a picture of right there. And it is phenomenal. And I know that it is branded to baseball, but there is no question it's the most recognizable. It's the best logo they have. And if they could somehow do it, I think they would. It's been my opinion. They don't want my opinion on this, and others don't share this opinion. But I've voiced it in the past. My opinion is it is what would be best for the university long-term if they would just begin now using the M over S baseball logo and branding that on everything they have for Mississippi State. Everything. But there's this long-standing tradition of baseball has its own logo. And you have more of that throughout the SEC where other schools have a baseball-only logo. South Carolina has it. Um, and I get it. It would take that away from baseball if you began to use it for everything. But it is so good that, in my opinion, it's best for the university if they would use it on everything permanently. But there you go. Nobody cares what I think on that stuff. Uh, let me go fast here because I, want, I got a story for you on college football. That, that we've got to get into and talk about here on this Wednesday. Bully Bill on the Country Please in Texas says, I've tried the good ones from over in Alabama and the other good one in Mississippi. None are country pleasing. And you're right. Bill, listen, country pleasing, it's not just a tagline in, a, in, a, in an advertisement. This is a real deal. There's no junk that goes into the making of that sausage. There's no parts. Okay? It is hand-picked hams, bacons, and pork loins. Go eat some pork loin. Go eat some bacon. Go eat some ham. You put all that together, what do you have? Good. And that's what you have in Country Please. And they're not cutting it with other, again, parts so that it'll go farther. And that, you know, the margins go up a little bit. That's not what they're doing. They're just making the best sausage. And that's why I recommended them. Happy to recommend them. Bentonia is on Highway 49 between Jackson and Yazoo City. All right, so I've been right through there. Thanks for that heads up. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff says, Brother Wyatt, thought about tweeting or texting this to Jake or Chris, but Dr. Feucci 
isn't popular in some circles. And then he sent me a link. So, Jason, thanks for the link. I'm going to click on it, and maybe during the commercial I have time to kind of glance over it so I'll know uh, what it's all about. And ResDog does agree that the baseball logo would look awesome on the helmet. And they ought to try it at least once where, you know, let's say there's a special commemoration of, I don't know, some baseball team. You know, an anniversary where they bring them back, you know, and they put them down there in the end zone and we recognize them two or three times throughout the game. I don't know what that would be, but use that as an opportunity to just for once put the baseball logo on the helmet. Maybe it's an Adidas thing. Maybe there's contract stuff in there. I don't I mean, Heck, I don't know. Uh, Tim on Facebook, I've mentioned this before, but somebody said, where can I find country pleasing sausage in Tupelo? You can find it at Kroger. That's where my family gets it here in my hometown, Tupelo. We get it at Kroger. You can go in and get it, or you can do the pickup, call, order your groceries, and they'll bring it out to your car. It's worked for us. So that's where we are. All right. Let's flip this page, shall we? As we said, when is football coming to your city? Oh, I get a kick out of saying it. Yeah, all right. So let's flip it over to college football. We got good news just a minute ago via a tweet from Mississippi State. I'm just telling y'all, marry those two things together. Classes happening on campus and football. They are married. There's no separation. They're glued together. One goes where the other goes. As soon as classes start, football's back. If classes don't start, football's not back, okay? We got good news at State. I think there are other parts of the country that feel like unless there's some big um, negative surprise down the road from this, uh, the, the life of this virus as it is right now, that there are other places that are going to open up, do the same kind of thing. You've had the same language in Tennessee. You've had the same language in other parts of the uh, country, but not the same language in California. Where's that studio music? According to a tweet last night from Colin Cowherd, of Fox Sports. The big season opening game 2020. Alabama versus the Fighting Trojans of USC who, who by the way have the fight song. Okay. Say what you want but, but USC out in Los Angeles has the fight song. Isn't that great? Anyway, Colin Cowherd says the big game is not happening. Here's what he tweeted. Told by two people I trust, USC versus Alabama isn't happening. The Trojans can't even practice in L.A. potentially for several months. This is why Alabama is already talking to other possible opponents. What? What? That's got y'all fired up. You know, like so many high schools over the years have copied the Notre Dame fight song. Why haven't more high schools adopted this thing? Do you have to be the Trojans to use it? I don't know. Maybe you do. Uh, the game is currently scheduled for September 5th at Jerry's World, AT&T Stadium out in uh, Arlington, Texas. But with the Pac-12's homeschools, states imposing this 
strict stay-at-home order, including in California that we got yesterday, more on that, it's put this thing in jeopardy. So this came out <clears throat> right about the time that news uh, came out. Now, it's not just affecting what you and I would consider big-time programs, okay? California State University System Chancellor, the whole thing, Timothy White, announced it will operate primarily with online instruction for the fall semester. So listen to this. 23 schools in California. That includes Fresno State, San Diego State, San Jose State. All of them, all 23 of those schools are members of the NCAA. Okay. A bunch of them, let's see, uh, are in the Mountain West Conference. Okay, obviously... Football Bowl subdivision, 12-team Mountain West Conference. They're all in there. They fall in this system, and they're saying out there in California, no, no, online only. Online only. <laughs> it's hard to say. For the fall semester. So, so that's where all this is coming from. Now, a conversation popped up yesterday when this news came out. You go, well, but some of these schools are private, right? Like what? Isn't there a couple of them out there in California? I mean, is it Stanford? Is it USC? Where they're basically private schools. They're not in that system. You go, well, they could play. Yeah, but state of California, stay at home order at least through September. Well, how are you going to stay at home? You can't practice just like Colin Cowherd said. See, marry that bit of news right there with this story from the AJC yesterday the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. As Pac-12 football coaches pitched an NCAA-mandated uniform start to the season, some of the latest plans to fight the coronavirus in California further muddled how college teams are going to return to play out West. Washington coach Jimmy Lake said yesterday in a video press conference uh, with reporters that he would prefer for all major college teams to begin Six weeks of preparation for the season at the same time. Well, here's the problem with that. Is I have it on pretty good authority that while other conferences like the SEC and Big Ten and ACC and others are concerned about that, they would love that too. They'd love it. They're simply not going to be told that they can't get practice going. And if their states will allow it, if their campuses are ready to be opened, you're not going to be able to tell them, well, you know, let's wait on the Pac-12. I don't think they're going to do that. And it's weird how politics weaves in with all this stuff, too. I've been thinking about this for less than 24 hours, but it's been several hours thinking about it, trying to read about it. I still can't really wrap my head around it. Other than one thing that popped up on yesterday's show that I, that I just thought about more than the rest of it, and that was when Lynn called the show. And he said, Matt, if they play conference-only stuff this fall, would the SEC just do eight games, or would they just play a full schedule against each other? And I, I told Lynn, you know, I have not spent just a ton of time thinking about that. But but when you really stop, you stop and go, okay, well, all possibilities. Well, look, 
you've got Tennessee, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, um, Louisiana right now, and maybe others, but you've got those Southeastern Conference states basically already on the record with comments from the universities that unless something changes, they are phasing in in those states, opening back up. Georgia was first. Now the rest of us are phasing in this opening back up stuff. And if it keeps on phasing, all these states have said, if that keeps on happening, we're going to open for classes in the fall. We fully intend to do that. Well, if they open for classes, then they fully intend to have football too. We've talked about all those things. We can debate till the cows come home whether it's right or wrong whether it's a good decision, bad decision. I'm not even getting into that right now. I'm just looking at the facts of all this. This is where it's headed, is you're going to have Southeastern Conference, ACC primarily, two schools in that conference maybe that are going to have a harder time than others. And you're going to have the Pac-12 out there locking it up. Unless they reverse course, they will not be ready to play football when the rest of the country is, again, barring something unforeseen with this virus. So because of the Pac-12 news yesterday and last night, I think for us, me and you here in the Southeastern Conference footprint, it, it makes our conversation about this not only adjusted schedule on the calendar, but adjusted who you're playing against, maybe playing each other in the SEC, it makes that conversation even more valid, I think, today as a real possibility. More on it next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio just getting started. Let's keep it going here on this Wednesday with you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt Beavers here. Most importantly, you're here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Your local hometown heroes, local agents in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. A couple of ways, uh, lots of ways to be a part of the show. Type your comments in on the live stream if you're watching. Hit me up on Twitter at Radio Wyatt. And, of course, text me on the Country Please and text line 885-ESPN. Remember this number. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. We were talking about Country Please. And Buzzard92 texted me earlier on the text line. He said, full-blown butcher shop also. Well worth the trip to Florence to get local fresh meat, period. No doubt about it. Local, fresh, you know it's good, and options, too. You get that at the butcher shop right there on uh, Highway 49 in Florence. Doggone said, I thought USC's fight song was Tusks by Fleetwood Mac. No. In fact, you know, and I said fight song. Okay, when they score a touchdown at USC, we're talking about the Trojans, right, out in the Pac-12. They play fight on or whatever it's called. It's great. But the thing we recognize is what I played earlier, the March deal. That's called the Tribute to Troy. I think is the name of it, yeah. Tribute to Troy. 
Uh, Norman, Coffee Norman said, Matt, what in the world are the California schools thinking? I see people commenting that Pac-12 football will not happen without UCLA and USC. I don't see why not to proceed without them and play with the remaining Pac-12 schools. Well, I don't know. You got Arizona, Colorado, you got other states involved in it, Utah. We'll see. Time will tell. Ghost Pepper, you're right. <laughs> Ghost Pepper said, Matt makes fun of Brooks and Jake for mispronouncing words, and he just called Dr. Fauci. I called him Feucci. <laughs> I don't think I said Fucci, but I think I said Feucci. <laughs> Isn't it Fauci? Isn't that how you pronounce his name? I mean, my goodness. My goodness, all right. You, if you're going to whiff on one, that's a pretty good candidate right there. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff, can't blame California or Washington for being extra cautious. COVID-19 smacked them right in the mouth all at once. Most of the country has been spared seeing their hospitals overwhelmed. They weren't in Los Angeles, San Diego, Seattle, etc. Right. I think they have, no doubt. That's a great point, Jason. Those two states, Washington State, California, they've been hit. Uh, especially like differently than a lot of the rest of us. That's I think, generally just because of numbers of people where they are also. Flowtown Ghost, that is a question that people are talking about today. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I think there will be an effect. Flowtown Ghost says the old transfer portal out of California is going to be hot. Yep. Grumpy says, Matt, country pleasing has awesome bacon, too. I've not had bacon this good since 1957 from Jimbo's West End Grocery in Houston, Mississippi. The county seat out there in Chickasaw County, not far from here. Thanks for listening to the show and, and texting in. Uh, from Junior, who says the USC marching band was part of the song Tusks. Oh, was it? Had no earthly idea. I have to look that one up and listen to it. Yeah, Gator Man, you're right. It includes Cal as well, so that's three schools out there. We forget about Cal Berkeley. Uh, that's part of it, too. And don't forget those numbers I gave you yesterday, just examples of how every college, especially places that are considered football schools, but even the basketball schools, Kansas, Kentucky, Indiana, Louisville, North Carolina, the majority of their athletics revenue comes from football. Wait a minute, Matt. You're saying that the majority of the athletics revenue at Kansas comes from football? The majority at Kansas comes from football. Gator Nation says, hey, Champ, how you doing? Did you know I have a dog named Champ? Mm-hmm. Miniature Styles are named Champ. He says, hey, Champ, how you doing? Just want to make sure you and Mahomes are staying healthy. We want you at your best, and why did the Major League Baseball players reject the owner's deal to play in July? TB12, the GOAT. Well, it's complicated. We talked about that yesterday. It is a bad look for the players, but, you know, the players are going to be on the field. I think it's it, – you could almost see it coming, Gator Nation. The one thing that the sport of baseball, long-term – needs is they need a stronger foothold. They need to look for ways to be relevant. And the and the fact is 
the entire universe realizes that right now they could get themselves ready to play games in July and do it safely by testing players, keeping fans out of there, testing stations for working personnel and media and other stuff. They could do it and give the country something and kind of get a foothold. Everybody realizes they should except for the players union at this point. There's something in there they don't like and they don't trust the owners and it's just more of the same for the sport of professional baseball. And all the while, the NFL just gets headline after headline after headline after headline. Just had their draft. And they will be playing. You know, so again, the cards kind of fall the direction of football. Hey, on the USC thing, I wanted to pass this along too. So yesterday, this is actually about this time yesterday. Before you had any any published reports from like Colin Cowherd saying USC and Alabama are not playing each other. There was rumor starting to emanate because of what was going on politically in California. And yesterday, Cecil Hurt, Cecil Hurt, who covers Alabama for the Tuscaloosa News, tweeted this. I received a text from Alabama Athletics Director Greg Byrne a few minutes ago in response to asking about the possibility of an Alabama versus TCU opener. Apparently the rumor emanating yesterday was, well, if USC can't play, Alabama's going to play TCU in, in the opener out in Dallas or something like that. His response was, quote, in the text, our plan is to play USC. Okay, that's Greg Byrne. Yesterday. I thought this was really interesting. One of the first responses was uh, from a friend of mine, Ryan Brown, who y'all have heard on this show before. Ryan is one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable on WJOX in Birmingham. He said, in theory, Michigan could also be free because they open at Washington. Okay. However, a lot of that tweeting was then followed last night, hours later. This was almost 9 p.m. last night, Central Time. So you're talking about 7 p.m. out on the West Coast. Mike Bone, the athletics director at USC, tweeted. Two parts. I enjoy regular conversations with Greg Byrne. We have every intention of playing our game against Alabama I'd like to remind all our fans that this is an uncertain time and there will be much disinformation. We continue to explore every model for the 2020 football season. We will certainly communicate relevant updates when we have them. So, there you go. That's the USC Athletics Director last night around 9 p.m. here. After all that stuff started flying around yesterday. What do you make of that? I'll tell you what I make of it is that, you know, there's going to be no sweeping uh, development or revelation yesterday or within the 24 hours after the state of California says, nope, shelter in place through September. Within the first 24 hours of the that California system going, nope, only online classes this fall. Well, there's not going to be a, a big sweeping 
decision on that real quick as it pertains to USC playing Alabama. Okay, yeah, officially. I mean, the ADs are going to say, well, this is still our plan. We're looking at every possibility. We're working on it. Y'all, that's lip service. That's PR work. That's what they're trained to do. You'd do it too if you were in their shoes. But let's say it like it is, okay? Instead of tiptoeing around the thing, again, let's get back to it. Last week, you had a statement from the president of the University of Alabama system. We're going to open campus and have classes this fall. That's what he said. And then they're playing USC in the opener, who cannot have anything but online classes unless the state of California reverses it. Okay. So nobody, including me, is standing here at this point pointing a finger and snickering and blaming California for what they're doing. This is unprecedented, doing the best they can. They're worried about safety and, and the safety of having all this sports stuff. Okay, that's their deal. But a different decision appears to be being made in this part of the country. And I can look at it. I can't look at it from a medical standpoint. I can't. You have to listen to a different show. From a football standpoint, this is what it means. Alabama will not play USC in the opener, barring a reversal in California. But Alabama will play somebody. You can put that in red ink. More to come. Stick around. Rolling along with you here on this Wednesday. Lots of text this hour on the Country Pleasing text line. Y'all can call me too. Love to hear your voice. Hit me up. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. Y'all give me a call. Um, yesterday was Tuesday, obviously, and I'm... I didn't realize it then. I was looking at it today. Uh, the 2020 SEC baseball tournament was supposed to start, is supposed to start one week from yesterday. So next Tuesday, the 19th, would have been the start of the SEC baseball tournament. And that is a punch in the gut that it's not happening. I've been going to that for a lot of years, I think many years in a row now, If I if I really think about it, probably in the neighborhood of six, seven, eight years in a row that have been going. And I'd been to it before, but I'm talking about consecutively here going better part of a decade every year, going there, covering the tournament, broadcasting the radio shows uh, from there, uh, including this one. And last year, uh, my buddy Caleb Hamill sat in with me and kind of co-hosted from over there. That was a lot of fun. And man... Um, to not have it. I just always have looked forward to it. There's just something about, it's an, a lot of selfishness in it for me. It's an easy drive from where I live. It only takes a couple of hours to get there. It's outdoors, which I love. 
It's baseball, which I love. So it's combining fun and work. But um, I just gonna I'm gonna miss it. It was just so much fun. All those games, seeing all those coaches, all those players. Of course, you got media and TV coverage there. But you'd go and, again, easy drive, great facility, plenty of you know, easy parking. From a media standpoint, really a stadium standpoint, it's great food. And just sit around and watch baseball and talk about it. And most importantly, for years now, my dad would come up and join me there during the week. And we'd spend the week together watching baseball. We'd get a hotel room, stay in a hotel, and spend all that time together. We've had fun stories like the year that Mississippi State and Missouri went to, what was it, 16 innings? 17, 18, however how many it was, until 2-something in the morning. We stayed there for every pitch of that. Last year at the SEC tournament, I'll be honest with you, we did not stay for every pitch of that late-night Mississippi State-LSU extra innings game. State came back, won it in the whatever wee hours of the night. We actually went back to the hotel room and just sat in there and watched the last few innings and kind of fell asleep watching it. And I just miss all that. It's always such a fun event. And I can't help but wonder, in that Birmingham area, the Hoover area, is such a um, you know, populated area. There's so many people there. You know, the, the economy and all of it is so much bigger than just the few SEC events that have been coming there. However, it seems to me that the SEC baseball tournament would be a pretty doggone big event for the city of Hoover and for that facility. And I wonder what kind of impact, and even economically, what kind of impact it is to go one year without the tournament and therefore without the fans. And the hotel is going without the fans. And the restaurant's going this year with no fans coming in. I just wonder what that impact is and what is already you know, the entire country being impacted in lots of different ways. And I find that interesting. Anyway, it would have started next week. Country Police and Text Line, uh, Gator Nation says that what he makes of this USC and Alabama thing, he says, I make of it, Cowherd just runs his mouth. But Matt, get, Matt talks to people and gets facts before he talks. That's why his show is the real deal. TB12 GOAT. Well, that's very kind of you. I don't think there's any sarcasm in there. Um, well, I try to. I've screwed some stuff up before and been wrong on some things. But I think the longer I've done it, uh, the more I have. it has been seared in my memory and in my brain to be, be sure about, one, what you're hearing, and then, two, how you word it when you repeat that on the radio. Um, and maybe he is just running his mouth, but I would think that Cowherd's got some sources, and he's on the West Coast. So it could just be freak-out stuff going on, but we'll see. Yeah, Gator Man brings this up. Okay, so you look at the California schools, if this stays and they can't practice or play. Um, Gator Man says, also Cal supposed to play TCU, so there's that. Yeah, Michigan... Supposed to open at Washington. Well, what if Washington can't play? What about Michigan? That's where Gatorman, the TCU versus Alabama smoke started billowing yesterday. Is this stuff happening in California? Just the automatic assumption is that's it. 
for the Pac-12 and for the California schools. That's it. Well, TCU, who's in Texas, right down the road from Jerry's World, was supposed to play supposed to play Cal. Therefore, they could play Alabama, you know, in the opener, that, that sort of thing. Jason texted me a minute ago and said, I wonder if any players or their parents will see it as a decidedly not safe to start football. And then instead of Pac-12 players transferring into play, he says, what about these players transferring to the Pac-12 where they won't feel like they're being used? He says, I have no idea, but I've seen a lot of parents protesting already what could be seen as a crazy amount of risk for someone else's wallet. Could be a crazy preseason. It definitely could. It definitely could. And then Jason brings this up, and and I think this is kind of where all this has been pointing towards. Talking about Alabama. Florida, the University of Florida, opens the season against Eastern Washington. Well, what are you saying, Matt? I'm saying, all I'm saying, I'm really not saying a lot, (laughs) okay? All I'm saying is on one side of the stadium, just imagine this, season opener in Jerry's world, neutral site, not previously on the schedule, on one side of the arena, the band kicks it up. And you hear the gator chomp going on on one side. And then on the other side, we're roll tight. Serious. What about it? Week one, Florida versus Alabama. Alabama won't be able to play USC. Florida won't be able to play Eastern Washington. Let them just play each other. To heck with scheduling TCU or, or Michigan. Let's rematch of the first ever SEC championship game. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so here's the point on that. I was just having this thought. You, you would never say, you would never go out here and just start beating the drum of, okay, this pandemic... And the death that it has brought with it, that's why it's a pandemic, is a a giant open door to opportunity for change. No, I mean, we're not going to make that claim because it's a bigger thing. Maybe a byproduct of it is some things change, including college football. That would be the way to word it, the way to look at it. But let's go down that road for just a sec. What if? Y'all, we have been sitting here for years talking about how stadium college football stadiums across the country are seeing declining attendance steady not rapid but but steady declining attendance with schools and conferences forming committees to try to figure out how to curb that improve the in stadium everything to get more people there to keep the ones you have because everybody's slowly but surely gravitating towards you know, let's, let's spend a little more time at home watching the games on our television. And you and I know this. You've heard me make this point. There's no doubt in my mind that part of the reason is that the fan bases around the country have just outgrown certain games on the schedule. Fan bases have absolutely 100% outgrown 
seeing Florida play Eastern Washington. Now, it's the season opener, so if it happens or did happen, people would go, we're, we're glad football's back. Let's go watch Florida play anybody. But do you really care they're playing Eastern Washington? Is there really a draw to see who they're going to play? You know the outcome before you ever turn the key in your ignition to pull out of the driveway. But what we know is that the most obvious and clear way for that steady decline, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and I am projecting way out into the future. But one way to curb the steady decline in attendance, at least a little bit, curb it a little bit, of all the other things you're improving is improve the schedule, improve the games, the attractiveness of it. And I got news for you. Just like Nick Saban said, you give me a scenario where your favorite SEC school is playing 10 of 12 games against other SEC schools every year. And the attendance and the ticket sales and the interest goes up automatically. It's a fact. And if the SEC plays 10, 11, 12 games against each other this fall, trust me, it will be a glimpse of the future. They, if they do that this fall, they won't just do it and then that's it. If they do it this fall, it'll stick. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.